What an incredibly powerful song. If you're new around here, my name's Ashley. I'm the lead pastor of our church. And I wanna start by just wishing you and your family a very Merry Christmas. What I loved the most about that last song we just heard is I think it describes what many of us need today. Perspective. Perspective for our eyes to be opened, to see life clearly, and ultimately to see who God is and what he's up to in our life. But I think that's so hard to do sometimes, isn't it? Especially when life circumstances seem to be clouding your vision. 32 years ago, on March 7th to be exact, something happened to me where I have never personally been able to see clearly since, at least not without some help. What happened was I was in sixth grade and on this day in Arizona, we had a solar eclipse. And as kids, we were crazy excited in school because our teachers were making a really big deal about the solar eclipse. They said, it doesn't happen very often. This is a really big deal. In hindsight, I think maybe the excitement was we grew up in a town of a thousand people in Wilcox, Arizona. And I think that solar eclipse might've been the most exciting thing that happened to that town in the last decade. I don't know, but our teachers were crazy excited. But they also were warning us over and over again, whatever you do, class, don't look at the solar eclipse with your eyes. It can hurt your eyes, damage them. So they made this special pinhole box that we could look through to look at the eclipse safely. And they made us agree you aren't going to look at the eclipse except through this special box, right, right? And all of us nodded our heads, right. And then like geniuses, a group of me and my friends proceeded outside. We took one look at the line, how long it was to look through the pinhole box. And we decided, again, geniuses, to look at the eclipse on our own. Not once, but over and over again, we'd look at it as long as we could and squint away and then look at it again. And we just did this over and over again. I know, not the sharpest tools in the shed, admittedly. <laughs> what I learned later is normally if you look at the sun just on its own, you have to immediately look away because it's too bright and there's little damage to your eyes. But during a solar eclipse, because the sun is partially shaded by the moon, you can look at it longer than normal but you're still getting all the damaging rays from the sun hitting your eyes. So as we stood there like dumb sixth grade boys looking directly at it, we were literally burning our retinas to the point where, and my wife, Jamie, to this day makes fun of me when I tell this story. You can pray for her, please. <laughs> right after this event, I could no longer see clearly anymore. Seriously, everything became blurry kind of like what you're seeing on the screen right now. When I played golf, this is what the golf ball looked like, which maybe explains my struggling golf game. In baseball, I could no longer pick up the ball out of the pitcher's hand anymore. In class, I had a hard time making out what the teacher was writing on the board. I literally just lost my ability to have perspective and see clearly. Now, what I want you to think about tonight is can't that same thing happen to us? Not our actual eyesight, but with our ability to see life clearly. Aren't there certain events that can cause us to lose perspective on our life? Can I give you some examples? 
If you've recently lost a loved one, if you've had a recent breakup or a divorce, if you've lost a job or had a big career change, if you've had a friendship go sour, if you've battled anxiety or depression these past few years, which I know so many have, if life just hasn't turned out the way you thought, all these things can cause us to lose perspective, to lose our ability of seeing life clearly. And my guess is that's where some of us are this Christmas. And what makes it hard is you, you come to a Christmas Eve service like this and we sing songs like joy to the world and God came to bring peace on earth to everyone. And, and it's just hard for you to see that joy, peace. At least we don't see that in our, our own life. I mean, all that love, joy, peace that we sing about. I mean, it's easy for us to think that has to be for somebody else. That's not for me. Maybe that's for people that haven't experienced what I've experienced. I mean, they don't have my doubts or at least they haven't felt the pain I've felt. Yet if there was one thing I'd want you to hear this Christmas, it would be this. It's the whole theme of our experience tonight. It's that Jesus came for you. He's for you, right there, you. To bring you peace and purpose no matter what you're going through and no matter what life throws at you. And I'm not talking to the person behind you or next to you or in front of you. I'm not talking to your brother or sister who's been bugging you tonight. Don't get me wrong. Jesus is for them as well. But you need to hear clearly, all eyes on me, that Jesus came for you. That 2,000 years ago, God went on a rescue mission for you. It's the message of Christmas is that God in his great love sent his perfect son into this world to do for you what you could not do on your own. He sent Jesus to die for you and ultimately rise again from the grave to conquer sin and death and to offer you in the person of Jesus to forgive anything you've ever done and to heal any pain in your past. He came to give you a proper perspective on everything, but that only happens through Jesus. And that's the offer of Jesus. And it's for everyone. You know, sometimes we mess this up because we think the offer of Jesus is for a thin slice of the population that has their life all in order. First of all, no one really has their life in order, okay? Can we admit that? We all have our issues. I have mine. If you don't believe me, go ask my wife. I promise you she'll tell you. But sometimes I even think our view of the Christmas story leans us in the direction of thinking the message of Jesus must be more for those perfect people. I mean, just think about every manger scene you've ever seen. They look something like this. I mean, everyone in the manger scene looks put together, flawless, perfect skin, perfect hair, perfect smiles. I mean, even the animals look perfect. And Mary, just look at her right now. She's just had a baby. Look at her face. She looks all put together. Every woman here who's had a baby knows if you just delivered a newborn in a barn without an epidural, you do not look like that. <laughs> and we love the song Silent Night. It wasn't silent. Baby in a, in a manger with, with animals. For just a moment tonight, 
I want to point out in the manger scene, maybe the most overlooked part of Christmas. It's a group of people in every manger scene that Jesus came for. Because right after Jesus was born, who was the first group of people God decided to tell about his son, Jesus? It wasn't a king or queen. It wasn't the religious elite. It wasn't the popular people that had their life put together. It wasn't even the influencers in their society. No, the first group God decides to tell about Jesus were the underbelly of their society, the shepherds. The shepherds are in every Christmas manger scene, and yet I think we miss the significance. You have to understand in Jesus's day, arguably no other profession or group of people was so looked down on than shepherds. It was a dirty, nasty, shameful profession. They were considered unclean and the lowest of low in society. They were rejected by all, and many of them had a past that would have been chocked full of shame. In our context, God telling the shepherds first would be like Jesus being born today in 2021 and the first people group that he goes and tells are evil Seattle Seahawks fans versus righteous Cardinals fans. Yeah, we'd say, why would God do that? I don't think he would. (laughs) Or it'd be like the first announcement God making to cat lovers versus dog lovers. We'd say, that's just wrong. Because around here, we like to give cat lovers a hard time, all in fun. Why did God decide to announce Jesus to a group everyone thought was unworthy? Because God wanted to shift our perspective and open our eyes to who he is and who he came for. He came for everyone. No matter who you are, no matter how bad you've messed up, no matter how many doubts you have and no matter how much shame you carry in your life. The message of Christmas is God has never turned his back on you. Never once. He's for you. Would you listen to the Christmas story with fresh and open eyes today? Luke chapter two, Jesus has just been born. And in the very next verse, Luke chapter two, verse eight, it says this. And there were shepherds, those who felt rejected and they had shame, living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for, say it out loud, say the underlined out loud, for who? For all the people. All people, all people. Jesus wants you to know that includes you. And for every one of us, that should shift our perspective. It should cause us to open our eyes to a brand new reality. You know, when when I lost my vision as a misguided sixth grader, what caused it? It was simple. I stared at something damaging for far too long, something I wasn't designed to look at on my own without help. And I lost my ability to see. I lost my perspective. And maybe you've been staring at something, anything besides Jesus. And when you do that, it will always cause you to lose perspective on your life. 
What allowed me to see clearly again? It was only when I was given a new set of lenses to look at life through. I needed help. And I want you to know this Christmas, your life will never be clear. You'll never have a proper perspective without looking through the lens of Jesus and Jesus alone. You'll never find purpose and you will never find or experience true peace. So this Christmas, I want you to know that Jesus is for you. And when you experience that, when you realize that, it will compel you to do two things, the exact same two things the shepherds did when they realized Jesus was for them. Here's the two things they did. First, they went to see and experience Jesus. And two, they went to tell everyone they could about him. Watch how clear this is. Right after the shepherds hear that Jesus is for them, Luke chapter two, verse 15, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, what did the shepherds do? The shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. what they do? They immediately went and saw and experienced Jesus. Can I ask? I mean, honestly, is that what you do on a weekly basis? Do you put yourself in an environment where you can see and experience Jesus regularly? You might say, where would I do that? weekly, right here at CCV. It's why we exist. And I think the last few years, what they've done for some of us is they've gotten us out of the simple but life-changing habit of going to church. Or we've gotten the habit of on our own, in our PJs, watching on the sidelines from home. And if that's you, my challenge for you this next year is come back to church. Just come and see. Get in the game. Come to a place that's for you, where there's real community centered on Jesus, a place you can grow. You know, some of you are in a relationship or marriage right now and it is not growing, you know it. It's because you've stopped being in community. Some of you are struggling in life because you've, you've just stopped coming to church and it's not what God intended. And this is your challenge and invitation to come back in 2022. At CCV, we have 12 campuses meeting all across the valley. And this next year, we'll open up two more campuses, one in Maryville, one in downtown Phoenix. And all of our locations have the exact same music, teaching, and programs for your kids designed to help you experience Jesus and grow. And remember, CCV isn't a country club for perfect people. We're a training center for everyone, including you, including me. I need it. What's the second thing the shepherds immediately did? They didn't just come and see, verse 17, when they had seen him, what did they do next? They spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, about Jesus. And all who heard it were amazed. They went out and told everyone about Jesus. And some of us, our challenge for this next year is to get out and spread the word more, to invite others to come and experience what's changed our life. I mean, when you experience something good, you can't help but share it. So I wanna challenge you, get out and let your light shine. Let your light shine for everyone to see, whether that's at a workplace or in school or in your neighborhood. When you do that, you might just be amazed at how God will use your life to impact others and open their eyes. In 2022, Let's do the same thing the shepherds did when their perspective was changed, when their eyes were open. 
come and see, go and tell. And no matter who you are, please hear this this Christmas. God's for you. He loves you. He sent Jesus on Christmas to prove it.